Now, if you started posting videos on YouTube 10 years ago, you probably, you know, have some level of success if you're still doing it today. That's kind of where podcasting is in now. People think it's an overcrowded space, but it's not. It's a lot easier to own a category on the podcast platforms than anything else. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hey, listeners of the podcast, we've put together an exciting community where you can dive deeper into the content of every single episode. And for those of you who join this community from the podcast, we'll give you an access to a course we've just put together worth $500, all yours for free, while we're sending this out to our listeners of the podcast. Simply go to sellingwithlove.com forward slash podcast to be eligible to get this course for free. And we look forward to seeing you in the community. Thanks again for listening. And now, Enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. I have a good friend here, Colin Mitchell, who's going to be joining us talking about the benefits of launching a podcast, how to monetize it, what are the best ways to get started, and maybe knowing if you are someone who should even get started with a media platform such as podcasts to drive more traffic, get more clients, who should do it, who should not. We're going to discuss this and so much more. And for those of you who are not familiar, Colin Mitchell is a four-time founder, scaled multiple seven-figure companies fueled with outbound sales. He is currently the co-founder of salescast.co, which is actually a platform that I've used to find myself on multiple different platforms, getting myself featured on podcasts as well. And they do a full suite of service to help clients that want to reach their ideal clients, be able to connect through a community and make impactful content. He's currently the chief revenue officer and has built multiple seven-figure companies, as I've mentioned, currently hosts the Sales Transformation Podcast himself, had a passion for the industry back in 2010, has been doing it for over 12 years, and he's here to share with us on a mission to launch over 100 podcasts himself. Colin, welcome to the show. Oh, man, thanks so much for having me. I am super amped up because we've been trying to make this happen, and I had to reschedule, you had to reschedule, then technology wasn't cooperating. So here we are, and we know we're going to have a ton of fun. The universe was waiting for divine timing, and here we are. And so, you know, one of the things that's quite bullish is talking about launching a hundred podcasts. And for someone who might have just heard this, might have had a double take and think, wait, he's going to be launching himself a hundred podcasts. I want you to unpack that mission and how you're planning to help a hundred podcasts get out there and why. Yeah. So it's kind of part of a bigger mission that Chris and I put together. Chris actually had started this mission before him and I started working together. Chris is my co-founder over at SalesCast. And I think his original mission was to tell 100,000 stories or something like that. And so then, you know, he was doing that through podcasting, through his own podcast. We actually had met previously and then I went on his podcast and it was the first podcast I'd ever been on. And I had such a good experience that I said, Chris, I think I want to start a podcast. Can you help me? And he made it super simple for me to get started. And then we set out that podcast with a little bit of a different reason behind it. But what kept coming up is people kept asking us that came on my podcast to help them set up a podcast. And so then I said, I think we're kind of onto something here. 
And so the original mission of, you know, 100,000 stories became, you know, to empower a million people through this power of storytelling. And that's kind of how SalesCast was born. And so we couldn't do it by just, you know, Chris and myself having a podcast, but helping others launch their own podcast. And so, you know, the kind of initial goal was to help launch 100 shows. And so far, we've, you know, helped launch just about a little bit over 80 shows and, you know, now we're, you know, getting closer to that goal. So we'll have a little celebration and then see kind of what's next. No, that's fascinating. Yet you picked this medium of podcasts. And this is kind of the theme of what I wanted to talk about today is why choose podcasts? And for anybody listening, they might be obviously listening to a podcast right now, or maybe they're on YouTube watching this as well. But the question would be, why the medium of podcasts? And is this something you've used throughout all your businesses? Or are you seeing it work more successfully now? Unpack that for us. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about podcasting, different people have sort of a different understanding of what it is. And podcasting has changed a lot. You know, you've got your kind of old school legacy podcasters that are audio only. They won't do anything with video. You know, that's kind of their jam. But now the reason that I personally fell in love with podcasting so much is for a couple of reasons. One being that the ability to have a conversation with somebody and then take that content and repurpose it so many ways, right? You mentioned yourself, you know, maybe you're listening to the podcast, maybe you're watching this on YouTube. Then from there, you have the opportunity to do a lot of written content. Maybe there's, you know, short posts from the conversation. Maybe it's a full blog post on the entire conversation. And then my personal favorite, I mean, you can chop it up into as many short little soundbite video clips, you know, really, you know, nice marketable moments, optimize those for whatever social platform that you want. You know, a lot of people in sales, founders, sales leaders, executives understand how important it is to create content today, but it's extremely challenging because they also have a job to do (laughs) or else, you know, they'd quit and just be full-time creators. And so, you know, with a podcast, it's a way to create content, have a regular schedule that you're held to, but then also be able to repurpose it in many different ways. And then the second reason that I absolutely love podcasting, and this one I think is important probably for a lot of people that are listening or watching, is that, you know, if you start posting videos on YouTube, it's tough. It's really hard. Even if your content is great, like you need to know YouTube extremely well. I mean, how your thumbnails look is really important. What keywords you're ranking for, what hashtags you're using, when you post, you know, how many videos versus shorts you do, all these things. And the algorithm is always changing. Now, if you started posting videos on YouTube 10 years ago, you probably, you know, have some level of success if you're still doing it today. That's kind of where podcasting is in now. People think it's an overcrowded space, but it's not. It's a lot easier to own a category on the podcast platforms than anything else. Like the example of YouTube, but also on social media. There's so much noise. There's so much competition. Nine out of 10 podcasts fail. Means they don't release episodes anymore. So if you're consistent and you're patient and you put the work in, you can easily own your category over time if you stick with it. And that's the other reason that I really love podcasting is because it's a lot less competitive than a lot of other distribution channels. 
this high, call it failure rate or give up rate. I mean, I think I would just call it a give up, right? And this is something I see very, very common. People are like, podcast sounds exciting. Pandemic came around the corner. Everyone's like, I'm going to start a podcast. It was very buzzy, it seems, maybe like a year ago. And now you're seeing a lot of people are abandoning the project. And based on the clients you've worked with or what you've seen in the industry, why is it that, you know, there's such a high abandonment rate when it comes to podcasts? There must be something that's not working, something that people aren't patient enough to see the results. Yeah, a couple things. So, I mean, how long have you been doing your podcast for? So mine started in late 2019. So this is over two years coming up on three years. Okay. And you're on episode? Getting close to 300 now. Wow. Okay. So you are like not the ordinary, right? Most people won't make it to episode 10 and they won't stick with it that long. There's two reasons why a lot of podcasts fail. And this is through Chris and I had conversations with over 1,500 people in their podcast journey last year. This is people who were maybe trying to get started, people who had already started. And, you know, we listened to a lot of the problems that they have. And some of those people ended up being clients. Some of them are in our podcast community, which is made up of almost 600 podcasters. And some of them, you know, we just let them pick our brain for 15, 20 minutes and, you know, just help them as much as we could. But the number one reason that most people give up on podcasting is because they don't figure out how to monetize it. And essentially, they end up giving up before it pays off. That's the number one reason. So maybe we call that like lack of strategy, right? Lack of strategy, lack of resources, lack of know-how to monetize the activity. And the other reason is people get bored or a lot of times you hear people call it pod fade. You know, they just kind of get bored of the topic or the interviews or the conversation. So how do we address those two things? Well, one, monetization takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. So you have to know that like this is the long game and you may be able to monetize in ways that you didn't think, you know, so everybody thinks that they're going to start a podcast. Everybody's going to listen. They're going to get tons of downloads and then, you know, multiple big brands are going to want to throw money at their show to reach your audience. That's kind of the big dream or that's kind of the idea, but there's a lot of other ways you can monetize. I mean, you know, they're so concerned with growing the show to monetize. They forget about the most important thing, which is their guests. And so if you're strategic about your guests and the people that you bring on, and you use that in a way to open doors, to build relationships, to create collaborations, to maybe even land some clients or some partners, or there's ways to really build a high quality network through your guests that can result in somehow, some way dollars in your pocket. Now, you don't want to go into it selfishly that that's the only intent. Like, hey, Jason, I'm only going to ask you on my show because like, I want to sell you something. But if you really show that you care about the person, you invite them on, you give them a good experience, and you focus on the relationship, I guarantee you it will pay off. That's a huge missed opportunity because so many people go into it trying to leverage their guest to grow their audience that they neglect their guest. And it's a huge miss. The other thing is there's a few other ways that you can monetize. You know, once your show's like been around for a while, you'll start to get a lot of outreach. Hey, I'd love to come on your show. I'm sure you've seen tons of it, maybe some good, some bad. And every once in a while you get somebody, you're like, ah, oh, the outreach was terrible, but they actually kind of do look like a good fit and somebody I might enjoy talking to. Well, a lot of these people will pay to come on your show. You can easily hack this together through like a PayPal me link, or there's a platform that I like to use, which is called Guestio. 
Guestio makes it really simple, seamless for people to pay, come on your show. And then, you know, once they confirm and you confirm that the interview happened, then you get paid. So you can actually get paid for people to come on your show because they'll pay to tap into your audience. There's also like affiliate options. There's also selling your own products. Maybe you have a book, maybe you have a course, maybe you have some sort of digital product. So you got to get creative. There's some ways that you can monetize along the way while you're still growing your show till you get to the point where, you know, you actually can get sponsors. And then I actually work with a company too out of Canada called Ucast. You know, it's a matchmaking system for podcasters and advertisers with no minimums. So it does make it easier for more of your up and coming podcasters to be able to monetize sooner than waiting till they get to a certain level to join some of these other platforms that exist today. Yeah, I love what you shared there, especially when it comes to how you can actually leverage the podcast as a powerful introduction to so many people within your network. And I have to say that has been the single best benefit that I've gotten from the podcast is just being able to reach out to people that would seem out of reach. And then coming in with this asset, this podcast, it's a very simple ask. It's something that's usually very low friction. And if you're trying to really build a network or be a leader within your industry, and you want to connect to the entire market, within your industry. I think the podcast is the simplest way to say, hey, come and jump on. It can be 20, 30 minutes, can be an hour if you're doing them longer. But I find that 20, 30 minutes is an easy win to get a lot of busy people to even commit time. And what I find the most fascinating is on any other medium, it would be a speaking opportunity. But when it's a podcast, it's a media appearance. And that just changes the framing on how I can connect with people because I go to their websites and they're like, yeah, my speaker fee could be $50,000. But if I say, come on the podcast and do a media appearance, then it's obviously something that generates value for them. So it's not considered a paid engagement. Very rarely, I'll see some people will mention that it's paid, but I think it's happened two times that people asked me to pay. And only one time I did decide to pay because I was like, oh, wait, if I make them pay and I take them on as a paid client on my podcast, then I can make some demands and requirements on how I expect them to distribute this to reach their audience, because there is a benefit in that. And I wanted to kind of go into that direction, which is, is that one of the best strategies still, which is making interview shows so you can actually be discovered through the people you bring on's audiences? Yeah. So being strategic, like the one thing is, is like, be clear on your goal and your vision or even deeper your why for your show. Like, why are you doing this show? Are you doing it because it's the pandemic and everybody else was doing it and looks cool or everybody in your feed has a podcast, so I should too? Have a good reason for wanting to do it, right? Because that will help you develop a strategy for the show. And then if the goal, right, to kind of address the question there, is to grow the show, which I'm going to assume, you know, every once in a while I come across some people that are like, I don't care if anybody listens. I don't want to monetize. I just love doing it, right? It's like pure passion project. If that's your jam, like that's totally fine. But that's like really far and few between. Most people are like, I want to monetize it. Tell me how and how do I get there, right? And so growing your show, there's a few ways. You touched on one. Being really strategic about who you ask on your show can help you grow your show. So think about like, who are your listeners? Who do you want your listeners to be? Who's going to most benefit from the content that you're creating? Who do they follow? Who do they look up to? What blogs do they read? Which newsletters do they subscribe to? Whose podcasts do they listen to? Who are those people looking up to? Now go have those people on your show and tap into their audience and convert them to your listeners. There's a few different ways you can do this. I mean, by just really creating good quality content and setting the expectation that they're going to share that content, 
is really important because sometimes they won't. I mean, sometimes these people are going on podcasts, you know, once a day. And so like if they posted their podcast appearances, I mean, that would be, you know, a big majority of what was in their feed. Don't just assume like they have a big following, have them on my show. It's going to grow my show. That's not going to be the case. So you can solve that by just having a simple intake form that says, hey, do you agree to share this content on social in your newsletter or wherever you, you know, have the largest following or something like that, right? Or at least did you agree to share it on one of your, you know, channels? And as long as they say yes, have them on the show, okay? The second way that you can really grow your show is through guesting on other shows, okay? Because everybody who reads a blog or a newsletter or follows a particular person on social, well, they might be the right types of people, but they might not be podcast listeners. Only a small percentage of those people actually regularly listen to podcasts. So my personal favorite is guesting on shows. And then when you go on there, you know, people guest on shows for different reasons, right? You know, Jason, you had your book come out. And so you were going on shows to promote the book, which is what pretty much anybody who releases a book these days, podcast is sort of their go-to as far as getting the word out there about their book. Well, you can do the same thing to just to grow your podcast. And so the thing there is you don't want to go on the podcast and promote your book and your podcast and maybe some other things. You want to go on those podcasts and you want to promote one thing and one thing only. That's your podcast. And that's pretty simple because you're meeting these people on the podcast platform. So it's really low friction to get them to just search and subscribe your show. And any, you know, half decent podcaster knows the value of that. And they're going to put your podcast link in the show notes and make it really easy for listeners. And so a thing that works really well amongst podcasters is what we call podcast swaps. That would be, hey, Jason, you know, I love your podcast. I'd love to be a guest on your show. In exchange, I'll have you on my show. And pretty much most podcasters are going to be open to that for the most part, unless you're going to the, like the top 1% of show and you're just getting started. It's not going to be an equal value exchange. And then you can take it a step further. Let's say, you know, Jason's actually been on my show and now I'm on your show. And then maybe Jason and I decide like, hey, we really like each other. We really like each other's show. Let's keep it going here. Why don't we do what's called a promo swap? And promo swaps are really where some magic can happen with growth for your show. And that would look something like, Jason, hey, I'll promote your show on my show for 30 days if you do the same for me. And, you know, that's just basically me telling my listeners, hey, you know, Selling With Love podcast is one of my favorite shows. I highly recommend that you check it out. It's on all your favorite podcast apps. And there's a link in the show notes for you to check it out. And so that's where you can really grow your show significantly. And there's not a lot of people doing that. That's actually a really interesting one. I hadn't heard about that, but I find it would be so beneficial, especially when you're just getting started. You're not the only one that's just getting started and everyone can have a core base of listeners of maybe hundreds of people, but those are highly engaged individuals. And there's something different about a podcast listener than any other medium because people are giving you their attention for a long period of time where YouTube, you get a 40% drop off within the first 30 seconds in podcasting. You have people that are actually quite engaged with the content, listening attentively. So not all listeners on all mediums are created equal. I find podcasts has some of the best, most engaged people. So when you're doing this kind of strategy, even exchanging promotions, as you've mentioned, there's tons of other people are either at your size, maybe one step up the rung 
higher than you, maybe one step below. But if you play within that ecosystem, you can start gathering an audience pretty quickly. And like you said, I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to little strategies like this. Yeah. And you can get creative. Like, let's say, you know, you ask somebody to do a promo swap and they're like, yeah, you know, my show is like twice the size of yours. And most people, they're not going to care. Like they're not going to, you know, compare apples for apples as far as like, well, how many downloads do you get? And they'll just be open to it. If they're not totally sold out on ad spots and they have available spot and it's an opportunity to grow their show, they're going to pretty much be open to it. But if you do run into a situation where it's like, hey, you know, I've been doing this for two years, like you're just getting started, you know, then you just get creative. Hey, well, promote my show on your show for two weeks and I'll promote your show on mine for a month. You know, so there is ways to figure out a way, you know, to make it work. And that is one of the best ways to grow your podcast other than consistency. A lot of people make a lot of mistakes, right? So we talked about, you know, having strategic guests on, we talked about podcast swaps, we talked about promo swaps. The one thing that where people fall short, and this is, you know, something that's actually really important is, you know, Apple is one of the leaders in podcasts. They used to be number one, then Spotify kind of snuck ahead of them with some strategic acquisitions of shows. And then funny enough, YouTube is now the number one place that people consume their podcasts. But Apple still has a you know good share. When you do these different, you know, swaps with people and stuff like that, you include those links in there to easily subscribe to your show. But here's something that's important specifically with Apple, because you want people to subscribe to your show so that they'll automatically, you know, get the notification every time you drop a new episode. Well, if you don't publish an episode for two weeks, then the episodes stop automatically downloading to their device. And so we all need breaks sometimes, or we get tired, or life happens, we're traveling, COVID, like who knows, right? Stuff happens. So have some episodes in the can, you know, even if you just hop on and say, hey, just do a short solo episode, do something to keep it going. Because, you know, you mentioned something earlier, Jason, is podcast listeners are much more engaged people. And it's absolutely true. You know, they're typically plugging you into their ears and giving you their undivided attention while they're taking the dog for a walk or exercising or cleaning the house or doing some work with you in the background. So they are more engaged than somebody, you know, watching a YouTube video during a short break or something like that, right? And you start to become part of their habit. And so as soon as you're not there, they're going to look for something to replace you. And so then you lose those subscribers. So it's really important to make sure that you don't miss a week or definitely don't miss two weeks in a row because that's when it stops automatically downloading on Apple specifically. Do you have a bit of a checklist you give to people if they're about to start a show and they want to commit to it? Because again, I feel like in the spark of a moment, it's easy to go like, I'm going to go start a podcast. And then you get very excited about the launch. But there's a bit of a commitment you need to do over the longer medium term. So what are some of the rules of thumbs you would suggest for someone who's listening to this saying, okay, podcast sounds like fun. There's an opportunity to grow. I can reach a new audience. I can gain some traffic. There's some interesting ways I could monetize, but really, do I have what it takes? Am I ready for this? Yeah. You know, I think that before you just jump all in on creating a show, guesting on shows is a really good place to start. And, you know, it also gives you an opportunity to see how other people run their show and you know, what type of clips do they create? What type of questions do they ask? See what you like about how they run their show and what you don't like. And then you can start to form an idea of what your show might look like. So before you just get all excited, you know, listen to this episode here and you're like, yeah, I'm starting a podcast yesterday, <laughs> you know, 
get some experience guesting on shows. And that's a good place to start to make sure that you enjoy it before you fully commit to starting a show. And then we talked earlier, like, you know, have a strategy, have a reason, you know, make sure it's something you're not going to get bored with. Ideally, it needs to be a topic that you're like super curious about, that you're super passionate about, that you could talk about all day, even if you didn't make any money doing it, because that will keep you going when it's tough. Because typically what happens with podcast growth is you start your show, you're super excited, you're putting everything into it and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm getting tons of new listeners. And then you typically hit a bit of a flat period. And that's where most people give up where you're like, okay, I'm still only getting a couple hundred downloads per month. Like what's going on? And it kind of just slowly starts to inch its way up and it compounds over time. And so typically most people give up in that flat period and then they never actually reap the benefits of podcasting because they give up when they think that, you know, they've sort of hit a ceiling, but growth is right beyond that. You just can't give up. Colin, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing some of these insights. I'm very excited for people who are thinking of this kind of medium who want to find a new way of doing traffic. And as you've mentioned at the beginning, it's one of these mediums where we record something here and it actually gets to be distributed so many different places. So it's one masterpiece of content creation that can actually dictate your entire content strategy. And this is a way that I've been using it that I find is very, very powerful. And for someone who's feeling stressed about what to create, I find the interview style is one of the things I benefit from. But I know there's very different styles. There's ways you can just go and share your own content as well. But it just becomes a very powerful medium. When it comes to the technology, I was going to say, is this something we should absolutely stress about? I mean, for those who are watching us right now, they know we both have an amazing microphone. We're using great cameras. We're using an advanced software. Is that typically where you would tell people, you know, go and invest in the front end or do you grow into it? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question because, you know, I always forget to talk about the equipment and the software. And I think that I just assume like people know that, but it's always a question that comes up. So I'm actually really glad you brought it up. We both have the Rode Podcaster. I've had this mic for years. And I think the last time we were talking about it, you said you've had it for years too. And the thing I like about it is it sounds great and it works right out of the box. There's a lot of mics that, you know, maybe you save a couple bucks, but they're going to be a pain in the butt, like just really finicky with the settings. They pick up a lot of extra noise. You'll have issues. So I like the Rode Podcaster. There's a lot of people who also like the Shure MV7. That's a great mic as well. But either one of those are a good option. You don't have to spend a ton of money on a camera. I have like $150 Logitech Bria camera. It's 1080. It's good enough. We're recording on Riverside. I've been using Riverside for years. It's going to give you much higher quality audio and video. We personally don't use any of the tools at SalesCast, but they also have a bunch of like really easy to use built-in editing things that they've been adding. So it's not just to record it. It's also to help you in post-production and they seem to be, you know, continuously rolling out things to help you clean up the audio or create clips or directly published to the podcast platforms. So it really is a great tool, especially for people who are just getting started and maybe are going to be having to do all of that post-production work themselves. You said you've recently switched to Riverside. What's your experience been with it so far? Well, I've used Riverside. I've used Squadcast. I love the reliability of Squadcast and I've always used it for years. It actually was recommended to me by Jordan Harbinger. For those of you who are familiar with the Jordan Harbinger show is one of the bigger podcasts out there. 
and I've had success with it, but it didn't innovate aside from adding video feature. I think it was about a year ago and Riverside came out and I really liked it because it had some really fancy stuff. Like I could live stream, which is something I'm considering to do with some of my shows to my community. And then it allows for my process. So for me, it's like, I have a video editor. I have an audio editor. I have somebody who does the show notes. I have an entire team that works behind the scenes and Riverside actually had that in mind when they designed the software where there's easy links for my team to jump in, grab the clips and do this really seamlessly. So it was there for the beginning. It was cheaper than the previous platform I was using. And I think for anybody just getting started, they have a plan for that. And if you're going all out and being really advanced, they also have something for this as well. So I'm really excited about it. I'm happy about it. They had some reliability issues that I think they've actually just went through these growth pains because I think a lot of people have been switching over to it because it's so good. And in the last week, they just said that they're solving all these issues. So I've been happy with it and I'm excited to move forward with it. Yeah, it's a great platform. I've been with it since they first launched and it was a little bumpy in the beginning as any new technology is. But if you've, you know, been around and tried enough things like I have, that's kind of to be expected. They were the first one to do high quality local video, right? So Squadcast did native local audio, so high quality audio. And then Riverside sort of beat everybody to have high quality audio and high quality local video. And then some of the other platforms followed after Riverside and struggled with those components. But no technology is perfect, but it's still my go-to. I love it. Colin, once again, thank you for coming on the show and sharing everything. I hope if you're tuning in, you're inspired to create, to share, and make sure that you have that why. I think that was one of the key things that we want to emphasize from the conversation today is if you're going to be going into podcasting, have a clear why. Just like anything else we do, we talk a lot about love the impact as well on this show. Well, this is it. What is the reason that you want to get started into podcasting? Is it beyond just trying to get easy, quick success? Because it can be a long game and you have to commit to it more than the 10 episodes where most people give up. And so if you've understood that you want to monetize over the long run, you want to build your network, you have interesting ways you want to connect with other people that this is going to be one of the key ways to engage with your audience. You want to create tons of content on different platforms to be a source of traffic. Any of those reasons, getting clear on that and then committing to the creation. Once you've done that, you'll be going at it for quite a long time. As I've mentioned, I've been going at it more than two and a half years, coming into the three years and you're into the cadence of things. And this is a beautiful thing. I'm excited about all the technology we've shared, the formats we've shared, the new ways you can actually monetize and how you can actually get started in a powerful way. Colin, thank you so much once again. And for those of you who are really diving into it, I would urge you to go check out salescast.co. There's an entire community of sales-related podcasts and more, learning the tricks, learning the tools, connecting with the people, finding guests, and knowing what are the best ways to get started. Colin, would there be anything particular as well that people could find on that platform that could really help them get started? Yeah. I mean, we're releasing all kinds of content all the time. We also have a new podcast called Content-Led Growth, where there's tons of tips on people getting started. And then we have a community of almost 600 podcasters. So you can find that there. Join. Even if you haven't started your show and you have questions or you're thinking about it, come hang out. That's pretty much it. You know, I think the number one thing is if you're thinking about doing it, find that why, get started. Don't overthink it. You don't have to figure out everything all at once but you'll get started and find your footing and surround yourself with other creators and you'll be fine. Love it. Colin, once again, thank you so much for your time and all you listeners keep selling with love and maybe keep podcasting with love as well. Take care, everybody. 
I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.